And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. And the suggestions he starts coming out with. You see, I knew that, that would really have tickled your funny bone. That was you know? probably my favorite yeah, scene yeah. in the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it was just so I, fucking inappropriate. I was laughing because I knew that you would really <laughs> laugh at it, you know. Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 9, Episode 22, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me, a man who says the stitches are healing well and the Dyson Ball Cleaner has a very misleading name. It's Mike <laughs> McDonough. McDonough. Beside me, have a lady uh, who can't believe there aren't people with nut allergy boycotting the Peanuts movie. It's Shauna. I love Canadia. Off Florida. And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who this week said... You're the reason I wake up every day. Just kidding, I have a job. It's Mark, superhero, <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> this week we'll be discussing a movie in the shape of Black Mass and some TV in the form of Saints and Strangers and Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. <laughs> Just Stop laughing, Steve. Stop <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Should be taking this seriously. Um, of course, we'll have the usuals with the news and some previews in Coming to a Bicycle near you. So, how are we doing? Hi, everybody. Fantastic, Steve. Did you know Santa's coming soon? He is. Yeah. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Fucking love Santa. <laughs> Have your list made? Yeah. Made what, twice. What's at the top? <laughs> <laughs> or should I well, ask I'd you? Like, I'd like to tell you about my Santa. Some more duct tape and a new show. Making my Christmas wishes come true. What's that? Do tell. Well, it's almost the 12th of December, or 12-12, as cool people would say. <laughs> and we're finally, finally, well... Hopefully, finally, finally, going to see Jose Aldo square off against Conor McGregor oh, yeah. to unify mm-hmm. the lightweight title. Yeah. That's happening this weekend, in case you've been living under a rock and weren't aware. And uh, we've got Weidman Rockhold in the same card, a fight that is, you know, a main event on most cards, but is virtually invisible this weekend. But I'm also really looking forward to it. So... um there's a feast of UFC, actually, this weekend. We have um, Edgar Mendes on the Friday night. And then you have um, McGregor and Aldo on the Saturday. That's on Friday night? I believe so, yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, Edgar was told if Aldo pulls out again, he's the guy. No way. Ah. Yeah, so he gets into the ring on the sat- a day later instead. Wow. Um, and Mendes so goes home alone. We have we have an, we have an invaluable but somewhat onerous opportunity here to make our predictions for Saturday and have it recorded, so we can't deny them later when we're proven wrong. <laughs> I haven't seen Connor lately. Does he? Look How old? does that matter? Well, He's got shorter hair. Yeah. Well, if if he comes into the ring the way he did against uh, Chad Mendes, he's going to get his ass handed to him. Um, he was all like skinny and biafran looking and he had obviously fucked up his weight loss yeah I, I, that, that's gotten a lot of attention I had a theory that it was his schedule as well though mm-hmm. he had a ridiculous press schedule for mm-hmm. the two or three weeks leading up to the last one because it was so hyped right hold up do you say schedule instead of schedule mm-hmm. we yep. need to address that before we go on <laughs> okay does, <laughs> d- does everybody points, on the podcast say schedule are important Mike I'd be a school person Steve I'd say the mix you the fence sitter, of yeah. course. You're gonna, okay. Yeah. It's a social register thing. Yeah. All right. So I needed to address that, Mark. Continue. Okay. 
Yeah. So <laughs> he had a very busy schedule. Um, Thank you. And I think that it, uh, I think it just drained him. That's no, that's my theory. Like I'm not basing that on anything, any knowledge that any of you guys don't have. It could have been a messed up weight cut, but I think the two are related. Um, if you listen to Chael Sonnen's podcast, you're welcome. He talked about how he met Connor two weeks out and he had a ridiculous amount of weight still to cut. Mm-hmm. And Chael, who, who was Conor McGregor before there was one, yeah, basically said that the amount of press you can do can catch you out because usually when you're cutting weight and you have a big fight coming up, mm-hmm. that's all you're focused on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So you can do whatever you need to do to make that weight. But when you've got to, to be on the radio, on TV and flying to be on TV, mm-hmm. then... Um, it's not quite so easy to get all that cutting done. And he thinks that that might have happened to Connor. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it probably made that he had his, mm-hmm. he had backloaded his cut, yeah. maybe less than he, he would, nor, or more, sorry, than he normally would do. Yeah, cause um, I remember in the, the press conference after the fight, he looked so ill. I thought he was going to come out and say he had a serious illness and he was retiring from the, the fight game. <laughs> he did, yeah. He did. And do you know what? When he, when he won, like it was, he was delighted for sure. And when he got up in the cage with his coach, John Cavanagh, there was, he was exulting, obviously. But right after he won, mm-hmm. he was like, Oh, thank God that's over. At least that's yeah. how he looked to me, which is not what you'd expect from Connor. Like remember the last time he won a fight before mm-hmm. that, he ran out to see if he could get hold of Jose Aldo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He think certainly it, wouldn't have been jumping any cages and running out the last day. So I think there was a lot of exhaustion there. Like whatever the source, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. You're spot on, Mike. Mm-hmm. He and, needs to not come in like that. Another, uh, Issue that uh, Chael brought up that I thought was right on the money is think of the amount of pressure both these guys are under. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and he says that that he reckons Connor has been sort of feathering the nest, okay. saying to you know to become the best you have to have a few failures and blah blah blah. Okay. You know, in interviews recently, you yeah. know, <laughs> rather than you know, you know, unreservedly I'm going to win. You know, there's okay. no absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, he says you think of the pressure because. One of them because he's never lost. Mm-hmm. He hasn't lost in ten years, and uh, and he's been the only flyweight champion. Yeah. And then Connor has been talking it up so big mm-hmm. that goddamn, he better yeah. win. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's so, a long way to fall, isn't and it? And <laughs> could you imagine the amount of money mm-hmm. in it for for Connor? Like mm-hmm. if he does win, yeah. Like it's it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Like did did you talk about it last week when I wasn't here about no. the EA Sports no thing no. Uh, That's EA, a really good story, actually. Yeah, the, go for it, Mike. EA Sports have a UFC 2 game coming out yeah. uh, in the new year, and they have deliberately held off on the cover. Oh, have they? Yeah, the cover of the game is going to be the winner of uh, the fight <laughs> the other night. What about Ronda? Is she on the cover, I wonder? Uh, she was meant to be, and yeah, then well, she, she lost was. to... Uh, <laughs> He's not on the cover I'd say she'll still be on the cover, though, you know? Uh, uh, but the thing is, the, these guys, they also do the NFL game. Yeah. And they have a really, really bad record of putting people on the cover <laughs> of the game. And they either get okay, a yeah, long-term yeah. injury yeah. or have an awful season yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's gas, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you were watching something interesting this week, I believe? Something about... Was um, I? I was watching the... Um, I've been watching The Last Panthers. I've been keeping up to the date on that. The Last Panthers. Yeah, do you remember mm-hmm. when we reviewed that a few weeks mm-hmm. ago? Remind us. It was the uh, heist... TV show. Um, subtitles? That's subtitles? Yeah, it had subtitles. It was committed the Marseille. They're one, a Serbian yeah. um, heist gang. He's the last of the Panthers, has a tattoo on him. Yeah. And uh, they have the insurance fraud investigator trying to hunt them down. Uh huh. You might remember the amazing heist scene that kicked yep. off the episode. So yep. I've been keeping up to date with that. Great show. 
Um, but there was also, there was a, a six episode, mini episode, uh, series of, uh, Last Panthers Revealed, uh, that was on TV as well. And in the six mini episodes, they go behind into six elements of the show. So one of them is kind of the director and his vision for the show. And he talked about really interesting stuff. Like he's filming the show with the same cameras that you would film films in because Mm -hmm. he says that most people's TV these days are high quality enough that it it can take the quality. So that's Mm -hmm. why like everyone commented on the visual aspect of the TV show and how good it is. It's because he's using film quality cameras. Um, They also go into meeting the cast and crew, obviously. They talk about the Pink Panthers and the uh, influence that they had on you know, that history on the the last Panthers, they talked about filming the heist scene, uh, which is really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So if you like the show, I recommend it. It was in the sky box set. Hmm. Um, my daughter's been sick this week, so I've been spending a lot of the time in oh, the yeah, sky yeah, box yeah. sets. So. <laughs> Instead of looking after your daughter. Well, she's, in fairness, she's on my lap and I'm looking after her. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, interesting. You mentioned that about the, the cameras and the, so on, um, because the hateful eight, you know, the mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino's mm-hmm. one that's coming out yeah. next month, 25th of December, actually. Um, he went back and used old lenses. Uh, 70 millimeter is what he was mm-hmm. uh, making the movie on and then they decided to use oh let's use these really old lenses to get that effect hmm. okay. kind of thing yeah so yeah. yeah that'll be really interesting too uh, yeah. just to so how, how far back are you talking about I'm not the, sure a long 1960s time. or no, 40s yeah or? yeah yeah could be yeah okay. 60s 70s yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool yeah. interesting yeah. yeah anyway um, anything else strangers startling on this week Mike I went, I went back in time oh did you yeah you might remember earlier this year we talked about Dig. Right. Which was... Uh, yeah, that never really took off and it was meant to be a big thing. This is the yeah. The religious yeah. one. The artifact. The prophecy child. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so there was it, incestual relationships in it. Uh, there were all kinds of things going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was okay. weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was one of those ones that it kind of caught my eye but I just didn't have time to watch. Um because all the other crap you guys made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blame us. <laughs> so I said, fuck it, I'll go back and have a look at this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, watch number two, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of hooked. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I might have to binge watch the end of really? the series. Oh, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Well. It's just, it's it's got three story arcs. It's got the cop who's seen too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a partner he doesn't quite see eye to eye with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's all the secret cults and archaeology. And, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Fucking great. Love so, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to... Okay, let us know how that goes. I will yeah, indeed. I'd be interested, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. We'll go to the news. Mike, first one's for you. Mm-hmm. And probably the second one and third one. Anyway, first one. <laughs> Hunger Games prequels are coming. What? Prequels? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, Gate, Vice Chairman Michael Burns has indicated that the studio is exploring developing prequels to its Hunger Games franchise. Mm. The first two Boom. films contained arenas where the 74th and 75th versions of the Hunger Games competitions took place. Oh my God, we've got 73 of them to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> well, the second two movies did not. Mm. So, mm. yeah. So uh, I guess that's what they'll be doing. Is this going to be with or without Jennifer? Oh, she'd be way too old at that stage. I was just going to say, how are they going to make her look even younger? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, th- I think she said she was done. Did we not already say wave goodbye to her? Oh, yeah. This? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so wave goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's waved goodbye. 
Um, are you aware of the Kim Stanley Robinson's Mars trilogy? No. No. No, uh, sci-fi set of books, uh, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. The series follows, follows uh, the first settlers charged with terraforming a mysterious planet, all of who have completed or competed to be part of the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is this the one with Rock Hudson? Uh, no. The Martian Chronicles? No, no, no. It's, okay. um, this has just been ordered by Spike. Oh, a okay. whole season of it. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, apparently that trilogy is meant to be fantastic. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, we've got some sci-fi coming up. Uh, oh, yeah, this is the one for you, Mike. Dirty Dancing is getting a reboot on ABC. Yay! Another yeah. one. We had Dirty Dancing Havana Nice. And, oh, did we? Yeah, we did. Mm. Oh, I completely blanked that one. <laughs> <laughs> but this will be a three-hour musical, Mike. <gasps> three nice. hours. Yes, nice. and uh, it'll be starring um, Patrick Breslin. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Abigail Breslin, um, who was in Scream like Queens. A uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Is she that girl? The oh, little one that switched that? with her grandpa. Really? Is that her? I'm going to have to God. Google that. Yeah, Google mm-hmm. that, please. All right. God, yeah, because I never made the connection because mm-hmm. she was such a kid. And mm-hmm. That's the yeah. only place her name sounds familiar ah, to okay. me. My, how she's grown. Mike, another one for you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> another one for you, Mike. Hannibal Season 3 has an alternative ending. No way. Yeah, and it's <gasps> only on the Blu-ray release. Oh. So, do they or don't they do that oh. or did they? Oh. <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. And who cooked that leg? Huh. Uh, yeah, that yeah. all answered. That that did annoy me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, there you I go. I remember you looking at that leg right saying, yeah. who the fuck cooked that leg? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Sean uh, will be interested in that. Hang on he a second. News update from Shona. News update. Abigail Breslin is indeed the no little way. girl who strips to her grandpa's tutelage no way. in Little Miss Sunshine. So now she's going to be in Dirty Dancing. That just seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and or it makes yeah. all of us old. <laughs> um... So the director of Keanu Reeves' uh, next movie, he wants his name taken off it. <laughs> uh, mm. Guy Malik Linton will no longer be credited as director of Exposed after mm-hmm. claiming the film changed radically after re-editing. So according to New York, New York's uh, New York Post's page six, um, the same sources say that the pro- the project was originally called Daughter of God and focused on a young Latina and a Dominican family. Mm-hmm. There's a small white male role. He had to be mm-hmm. five foot two. <laughs> um, it was 60% Spanish uh, language mm-hmm. and when it was uh, picked up by Lionsgate they mm-hmm. uh, re-edited it and mm-hmm. made a boilerplate action movie out of it mm-hmm. or thriller and uh, with Reeves' role greatly enhanced mm-hmm. was not happy mm. alright yeah, so, so if he's buggered off can I get the credit instead or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one for Mark and Shona uh, December 17th we have Star Wars Oh, yeah. Yes, but beforehand, we'll have the trailer for the new Star Trek Beyond. That I'm excited about. Yeah. Are we going to get a Star Trek trailer in a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we would. It's going to be a complete. That's That's like overlapping demographic. Yeah. Mark, I can't believe you're not more excited. Why should I be, Steve? You're not a big Trek fan. I expected nerdgasms going off over there. (coughs) Well,. What you may or may not realize is I am wearing Captain Picard's top right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so I didn't think that I needed to say anything. I thought it was evident. For a podcast, you, you didn't think you needed what? to say what you were wearing. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That's funny. Um, another one from Mark, 2018, Call of Duty movie. No way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Activision Blizzard Studios, as they've now called their TV and movie division, 
Um, they're starting off at Skylanders first, and then there'll be a whole franchise set up. Focus, Steve. What's the blur? What's the synopsis for Call of Duty? What do you think? <laughs> no, It'll I want to know what characters. Where are they starting? Is it Modern Warfare? Oh, they, they, they don't say. They don't know yet. I, I, Is there anyone called Ghost in it? <laughs> there'll have to be. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what's his name I from 24? I find your flippancy disturbing. I was Mark, you have your serious face on. I know, he does. He's certainly concentrating. Look at that yeah, brow. It is you've furrowed. You've got no details yeah. for me. His there eye, are no details as of yet. You're leaving yeah. me with Call of Duty movie plot blue balls. I know, <laughs> they're leaving us hanging. I'm telling you. In, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to you as soon I'll, as I'll send the Dyson up to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't pretend to have news, Steve, when you've got nothing. <laughs> Just headlines, Mark. Cutting to the chase here, you know. So, yeah, you're cutting around the chase. <laughs> There's no to chase. The wrong, wrong podcast. That's the problem. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what's next? Okay, we go to the first of our TV. Uh, Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. <laughs> yeah, very good choice, Shona. I was really glad when yeah, you put Shona. this thank, on the list. Thank yeah. you, Mark. It, you know what a fan I am of Adult yeah. Swim yeah. and uh, all the previous shows that we've reviewed on this podcast, like Mr. Pickles and uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries. What a huge, <laughs> huge fan I am of this. So I thought... No, it, you, you and me both. Yeah. I think if there's, if there's anything we can agree on is that we love Adult Swim. It's Adult Swim yeah. all the way. What a way to spend your time, you know? 22 minutes per episode of Gold Dust. So the newest offering from Adult Swim is uh, Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. Um, it's an entire series based upon the costume design of the werewolf hunter who wears neon. And that's about as deep as it goes. <laughs> End of review. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, like I said, it comes from Adult Swim, who we've seen do um, famous shows that would be well-regarded, well, I suppose by a certain demographic, uh, Cleveland Show, King of the Hill, <laughs> Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, Mr. Pickles, as aforementioned, um, and a bunch of other shows. So we start uh, with a great Paul Rudd cameo. It was good to see him. We also, it also stars, uh, Scott Adsit, who played Pete in, um, 30 Rock, if any of you watched it. Mm-hmm. He was Tina Fey's sidekick and producer. Um, and then it stars John Glazer as, uh, the aforementioned Neon Joe, uh, who we might recognize as Jam from Parks and Recreation, if anybody watches that. Oh, okay. That. That's so there were some said. actors in this show. Of I'm a, Stevie of a from Eastbound vintage. and Down. Yeah. I don't know what that Stevie. is. Stevie. Eastbound, you don't know it's the Eastbound Dennis. No, shame on you, get out. Sorry. No. Do you no, want me to get no, out? I'm going to have to enlighten you on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's All right. great. It's part of my. If you, if you like education. this, you're going to love Eastbound and Down. Oh, great! Yeah. <laughs> well, get back to me at the end of the review. Um, so, anyways, we have uh, an episode basically devoted to uh, a town where um, there has been murders. And they are committed by werewolves, and the town is trying to find the werewolves and stop the killings. So uh, Neon Joe enters the pictures and offers to hunt down these werewolves. Hilarity in, ensues. In one of the most funny scenes. <laughs> I, just, I just thought that scene was hilarious. Yeah, In a Father Ted kind of way, you know. Okay. My name's Neon Joe. You may have heard of me. No, we haven't. Okay. Let's <laughs> I come from this place. You may know of that. No, we don't. <laughs> you know? Let's start with the positives. Yeah. That scene is funny. It is hilarious. It has some yeah. humor. He's like, yeah. you know, everyone's talking in a town hall about how they're going to solve this werewolf problem. And then he's just like, you might have heard of me. And then you just have yeah. edited quietly in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he's leaving the thing, he's like, you know where to find me. No, no we don't. don't. <laughs> that's, that's about as funny as this show goes. <laughs> um, I like the way he grabbed everyone's attention, though, to, you know, uh, 
nails down a blackboard in a can. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like well, while he was thing. sitting in front of a blackboard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, it, it, it made me laugh and that's ah, juvenile, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say it, it lacks, it lacks kind of enduring funniness, like actual humor. <laughs> 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 but as always with Adult Swim, I, 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 I don't think this show is directed at me because I just never find it funny, except for like the odd laugh here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else could I say about it? Let me just see here. Um, I thought that th- some of the the best humor of this show would be like what the filler stuff would be in a Seth Rogen film, if that gives you any level of like right. not funniness. Um. <laughs> But yeah, there was a few funny moments. I don't really have a lot to say about the show because there's not a lot to the show. Um, okay. But if, I do have one comparison to make if yeah. we're going to talk about werewolf-related humor. Yeah. For anybody who watched 30 Rocks, Tracy Morgan did his werewolf bar mitzvah song. <laughs> yeah. He, it's like one of his famous music videos called werewolf bar mitzvah. It's <laughs> um, werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. <laughs> Way better. That was funny. That's a good song. Okay. <laughs> it is a good song, Shona. <laughs> Probably need to see it in context. All right, that's not really all I have to say about Adult Swim. Right. Mike. Here we go. Here we go. Wait for it. He's taking a breath. Ah, Shona. Read. <laughs> Don't tell Do me know, we're going to disagree on this, Mike. Like, we we have so much in common together. Like we're both Canadian. And And so many reality shows. We like do, yeah. When, Mary, when I want to marry Harry, you know, we yeah, both love that. We had that. We yeah. had SAS Who Dares Wins, and yeah. we had that nun show this year. Oh, yeah. Becoming yeah, a nun. Yeah, yeah. I bet you watch First Dates too, don't you? I love First Dates. I fucking love First Dates. So we have our reality <laughs> television taste overlap. Yeah. I'll yeah. come over here to watch reality TV with you. <laughs> right, yeah. But, but I think I'll leave <laughs> once you go to script. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit worried about this because Adult Swim is a bit hit and miss for me. Um, like Bob's Burgers didn't do it for me at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas King of the Hill is one of the all-time great shows. Uh, <laughs> look at her face. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think she just got a little bit of sick in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Started choking on it. Sorry. Um, I mean, it's stupid. It, it's it's a- in, it's indefensibly stupid, but it it's nice because it just takes. St- Stupid humor and runs with it. It's like it does, yeah. Um, oh yeah, like uh, you know the there's a guy who ends up in a coma and he's trying to the doctor is trying to get his girlfriend to revive him, <laughs> and the suggestions he starts coming out with. You see, I knew that that would really have tickled your funny bone. <laughs> that was you probably know? my favorite yeah, scene yeah. in the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's just so I, fucking inappropriate. I was laughing because I knew that you would really <laughs> laugh at it, you know. <laughs> yeah, very inappropriate. Um, there's a very inappropriate funeral scene as well, um, and uh, and there was a great uh, sort of scene where Neon Joe comes on on the crime scene of <laughs> something later after uh, yeah. uh, supplying or what do you call it, mm. uh, suggesting they should mm-hmm. take his uh, services and uh, sort of go to see. <laughs> told you so. Yeah. <laughs> this should be said yesterday, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh anyway, yeah, I I found mm-hmm. it I found it quite funny. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I like that it's twenty two minutes. I like that it's it started off really quickly and it got straight mm-hmm. into the story. There's no 
like background. Yeah. Uh, it was well, just Paul actually, Rudd doing there the was, thing. There, well, was, there was a deliberate background yeah. scene where they deliberately took the piss out of giving background to a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I laughed at it. Nearly every scene, had, you knew that there, there was going to be a laugh in there or an attempt at a laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I laughed at it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if it's a, a series that I'll follow, but I'd like to dip in and out of it all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I'd say this could be a regular occurrence on my uh, <laughs> <laughs> on my sh- schedule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have to say at best this would be a hangover T V show. Uh, to watch when you're stuck to the oh couch. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't watch it, be watching it before I watch Fargo or yeah. by, you know, or thing is I think it's gonna escalate Actually, the whole uh, best watch bake, baked aspect. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, you see yeah, those yeah. wolves with the Could scary eyes and stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a, an undertone of an alien invasion. Yeah. Yeah, that's with, true. With oh, lots yeah. Of pastel colors. I didn't see that coming, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's got to pastelate the shit out of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. So the instant after Paul Rudd left the screen. This became some of the worst rubbish I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody to vindicate me. Um, it's not funny. It's it's not funny. <laughs> Look at the, the big um, grin on his face. <laughs> it's just not funny. It's like I can't say it enough times. It's not funny. It just keeps, um, keep laughing really harder as you say it's not funny. <laughs> I was really surprised at Shona putting this on the list because I really didn't think this would be your kind of thing. Um but I guess there are not that many new shows coming out at this time of the year, you know. Um, so the, the pickings were pretty slim. But even with the pickings being as slim as they are, holy God, I, could, I wish I could get that 22 minutes back. <laughs> Mark, I was just so enthusiastic to watch it. And I thought, watch it with me. Let's share this moment. Let's become better friends as a podcast by sharing this experience. Well, at least you and I thought the same about it. So we have shared an experience. We have, yeah. Whereas it seems like Steve you're, and Mike were laughing still... at each other's reactions without being in the same room. <laughs> so everyone, everyone is a bit closer after it. So it's not all A bad. little bit. Well, Mark, you'll still get a Christmas card, but the rest of the podcasters, I'm sorry you guys are off the list. Mark, uh, did you like Eastbound and Down? A little bit only. A little I watched bit the pilot, pilot when we reviewed it and okay. uh, kind of left it there. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I'd say that this sort of comes from the same... Twisted humor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not really twisted though. Like, it's it's not even <laughs> it, like well thought out or executed. It's like like no, to find a, a werewolf, we need everybody's pubes. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't get what's funny about that. <laughs> what about his extra scar? <laughs> okay. Yeah, he yeah, mistook his butt crack things, for a scar. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, almost in the airplane sort of realm. No, it's you know. not. Airplane oh, is no, well I mean, thought out. No, I mean, out. of stupidity, you know. You know? No, yeah. but it's good stupidity in airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't like. It's the cheapest laugh. <laughs> but that's that's what we're all about. Yeah, the lowest I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. You notice Ooh. how there's nothing to say about this show? No, I th- like it's it only 22 tones. minutes long. I think we, we've yeah. covered it all without spoiling it yep. completely. <laughs> the show spoils itself. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll, I'll take a, a filler. A, a podcast I, I, th- I now think it. there's a clear crack I, I think in the, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> butt crack shaped <laughs> scar down this podcast. There's definitely two fillers and two thrillers in this mm. one, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
So we're split mm. camp. Yeah. Um, Who okay. gets to be the cheeks? <laughs> Next one we looked at was uh, uh, a TV was uh, Saints and Strangers. This is the story of the voyage of uh, the Mayflower, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a ship, if you didn't know, an actual ship, not a spaceship, um, and the first year of the Pilgrims in America. Uh, it stars Ron Livingston, Natasha McElhone, uh Anna Camp, mm-hmm. and many other people. Mm-hmm. It stars Pete from Mad Men. And Ray Stevenson. Oh, yeah, so it does. And his wife from uh, Pitch Perfect. The one who was always having to sing perfectly. Oh. That, that's who it stars. Take a word for it. Just for everybody out there who doesn't remember actors' real names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so just a year in the life of pilgrims. Mm-hmm. People who just came off the boat full of mm-hmm. disease and set up camp just off the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this show is, if anything, a lesson in why you should eat your veg, kids. Don't, yeah, get, yeah. don't get scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring some oranges, vitamin C tablets, effervescence, mm-hmm. handy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, some water purification tablets. Yeah. yeah. I only saw literally the first five minutes of this, but it did look like there was a lot of dirty people. A lot of dirty people. Yeah. Showering yeah. was a premium. Yeah. yeah. It, look, it looks like they made the effort with the, the good clean dirt kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they did it for at least a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Yeah, you wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was way too period for you. Yeah. <laughs> 1680s, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah Mark, six, no, 1621. Oh, 1620, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mark, did you see this? I did, Steve. Yeah. Is it a world? I had a pretty like good week for viewing this week, actually. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, man, did I hate this. Hate it. <laughs> so bad. Um, I think it took me two maybe 17 attempts to get through the episode (laughs) and like you gotta stop putting on long shows that are crap on the list (laughs) like put short crap ones like Shona did (laughs) (laughs) this was three hours of crap compared to my 22 minute crap yeah I I didn't watch the three hours I watched the first part of a miniseries episode one I watched the yeah. whole flipping thing. Did somebody, you? Somebody tell me next wow. time. Wow. Yeah. Not yeah, even don't, watch don't do that. And if you really <laughs> hate it, I wanted just to know stop. how things ended between the pilgrims and the natives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's try not, not to be as reductive as I have been already, right? So it was interesting the way they showed us the two sides of the story, right? Because misunderstanding that leads to war is quite simple, right? And it was in this case too. But, uh, Firstly, they did it in subtitles, which is always a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't interesting enough and it was kind of too brief. They kind of got to it um, and it became rubbish. Yeah. So I didn't really identify very much with the characters. The, uh, like it's, it's, it's just, not, I just didn't find it interesting. Maybe that's the problem, right? Maybe I wasn't interested in finding out how they all got along or didn't. Well, maybe maybe yeah. that's where I fell down. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't invested in any of the characters on either side. Didn't really care what happened to any of them. And you kind of need to be, I think, in this. They did spend a lot of time on the drama and uh, people interaction side of things rather than yeah. how they're actually going to, you know, start building from scratch, you right. know. Tools and shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did they have any? Did MacGyver come along? Or? No, not, well, they did actually in the shape of an Indian. Uh, okay. Native. Native, Native American Indian. Yeah, yes. I didn't mean like Indian. Yeah, Delhi you just, Indians. You just wouldn't uh, call them Indians, that's all. 
Just just don't be an asshole on the podcast, okay, Steve? <laughs> yeah, Steve. When, when we're not recording, sake. feel free. Hang on. Yeah. This is bigotry. This is yeah. just No, ignorance. I know. I know. <laughs> You're just so offensive, Steve. God, I don't know why I even talk to you. Am I allowed to call them Dutch or do I have to call them pilgrims? <laughs> As you wish. You know. I'll just call them Americans. How about that? Sure. Yeah, okay. First Americans. Yeah. So we're not confused between India and America. How about that? Yeah. Okay. okay. That sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the shape of an American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he knew how to tool stuff and do MacGyvery things. Yeah. So yeah. they taught him the ways of the land okay. and how to plant stuff properly. Yeah. So they did. Three beans. Oh, three knew? beans. Mm-hmm. Mm. Any batteries? <laughs> that was the only bit of MacGyvery <laughs> stuff in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And what is, was his, his name running Monsanto or something? Or? Oh, no. Uh, it was something like. Saquanto. You weren't far off, actually. Was Squinto? It? Squinto? Squanto? Scrabo? Sasquatch. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's beside the point. Um, yeah, I agree with Mark. Uh, this was an awful drag. And uh, when I finished episode one, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to know what happens in episode two. And then they gave us a preview of what happens in episode two. And I went, oh, I've seen it all. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so is that's this, all I needed to see. Is episode two the end of it? Have I seen yeah, the story so. they're telling? It's just two episodes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well... I was expecting start online. something more structured and a bit more, a bit more meaty. More yeah. meaty. Yeah, it was a bit too ho- little house in the prairie. It was vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vegetarian without mm. protein. Mm. They needed to put chickpeas in there at the very least. <laughs> 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 so this episode, I found, we start with the pilgrims on the boat from um, King James's England, I think, making the voyage over to the New World, and it's kind of headed up by a pastor who is Pete from Mad Men, with the beard and dirt on his face, clean dirt on his face. Was he wearing mascara? Yeah, he had like he got to eyeliner at one point. It Me got too. it got quite emo. He was right. like emo priest pilgrim, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. man. Um, and we see on this boat that a lot of people are dying, and you're just like, oh man, that looks really rough, you know. Like at one point, the doctor. He says he can push his finger through the gums of one woman because, like, her scurvy's that bad. Ew. Your toes curl a bit. Oh. Then a woman who's pregnant on the boat starts to give birth, and there was a point where the baby's pulled out, and I actually had to pause the TV show because I got so nervous that this baby was going to be stillborn and in my new motherhood hormonal state would not be able to keep my shit together. I thought you were going to say it was going to be a werewolf baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just to spice things up. Um... So anyways, that we start with that voyage anyways. It's hard going. They get to land. And from everybody who knows their basic history, we know that there's obviously tension between the Europeans when they met uh, the Native Americans. Um, is Cape Cod in Canada? Massachusetts, isn't it? I don't Massachusetts, know. Is yeah. it? Okay, it is America. Mm. Anyways, um, so you know that there's tension there and you're kind of expecting war to break out at any moment. But instead, the show focuses on the friendship that the... Uh, English settlers form with the the local natives who, like you said, show them how to do stuff so that they don't die. They also begin trading together Mm -hmm. and earning each other's trust. Mm -hmm. So I keep thinking this is building to something, but it doesn't at all. I feel like we're watching an episode of someone playing Minecraft. It's just like, (laughs) all right, now your colony's getting bigger. Oh, look, there's more babies now. Okay. Oh, you're trading some other more diverse products now. Oh, and now there's other groups further afield that you're... And it just went on and on. And you're thinking, okay, where's the... What story are they trying to tell us Mm, here? It is Sims. There's, there's, There's not... It's not building to anything. There's no... Tension oh, the roller coaster. at all. <laughs> there's, there's, I think that the, the, it's kind of 
one of the critiques I would give to, and I'm going to say it, George R. R. Martin. In his books, I don't think it quite happens on the, the TV show as much, mm-hmm. but the difference between telling a historical story mm-hmm. and telling history is that mm-hmm. history just happens. It's ongoing. It's sometimes mm-hmm. interesting. It sometimes isn't. But when you're telling a story, you, you add peaks and troughs mm-hmm. in there and you add tension. And this, like, when you just go through the day-to-day life of pilgrims, like mm-hmm. building a colony, it's actually not really that interesting. And I think so, that's what you're saying, Mark. There's nothing to relate to. It's like they're sowing corn. Okay, right. now they're... So this is uh, more of a documentary than a No, drama. it's not at all. Doc- they're trying to make it a, a drama. Like it's yeah. very much a drama mm-hmm. story. They have, you know, mm-hmm. emo priest and right. he's running yeah. around doing stuff and people are dying and because of the scurvy. Mm-hmm. Um and then they have tensions with the native peoples, the mm-hmm. local natives. Yeah. And then they're kind of um middleman who was who was sent to them from the kind of the local lo- local uh, tribe mm-hmm. who was meant to suss them out they were going to attack okay. you know they become friends and you start thinking well maybe there's going to have something happen here it's mm-hmm. very much trying to be dramatic okay but there's no drama and <laughs> you can't be a dramatic show without drama mm. i didn't see any drama myself anyway so i watched the whole flipping three hours of this oh, show wow. uh <laughs> and i can confirm it doesn't get any better it just keeps dragging mm. And I won't give away anything in the end. Not like I think any listener is going to go and watch the show based on our review. Uh, but it doesn't get better. So that was a waste of my three hours. So who can I blame for killing that time? Steve, is that your fault? Squanto was his name. Squanto. Well, he squantoed three hours. Squanto was his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know it was going to be three hours long, actually. Um, (laughs) in defense. Um, dick. <laughs> what I will say, yeah, is that for something that's so bad, mm. it got there's like celebrities in there you'd recognize. It also has, um, oh, this is gonna be really bad. Burger from Sex and the City, the guy who dumped Carrie by Post-it note, he's in it. Okay, mm. you have Pete from Mad Men. You have what's her name from Pitch Perfect. There's faces you'd recognize mm. in a really shit drama. <laughs> Like trying to make Americans feel better about like our part in like mm. relations with natives in the first Thanksgiving, mm. when we all know the reality is that we were complete assholes. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Sonny Skyhawk, founder of the American Indians mm-hmm. in film and television, mm-hmm. uh, an organization established in 1981 to create a better understanding of issues pertaining to the image portrayal and depiction of American Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, he walked away from the project. Yeah. He thought it lacked integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, he was approached for consulting services. He took issue with uh, the producer's failure to consult in depth with the... Uh, how do I pronounce this? Wampanong? I don't know. That's definitely wrong. Mm-hmm. Tribe. Uh, and uh, they gathered first with the pilgrims at the first Thanksgiving feast. And uh, they operate the current Plymouth Plantation. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, the, yeah, they've, uh, you know, a museum there and still, you know, it was built in the mm-hmm. 50s and that yeah. kind of thing. But they, they just sort of went, eh, it doesn't really fit the view that we sort of... Well, I think it's like the, the now accepted history of how things went down. Like, we know that we abused, mistreated... Hang on, what's this we business? Yeah. <laughs> we, we as <laughs> Europeans... Free with that no, no, we. No, 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 <laughs> non-native no, community. No, no, not us. All right. <laughs> the English settlers uh, mm-hmm. were horrible. and But this TV show... Yeah, uh, blame the English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the show is... Um, 
the whole thing is really about how good we were to them and how friendly we were. And things must have got bad later because they did it right to begin with. I don't know. It's I it, could see why it's insulting. Yeah, to they the felt, well, they, they weren't quite insulted. They just felt it was overdone. And uh, be, the, you know the, the 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 version of Thanksgiving uh, and story is kind of a dumbed down version. That's always taught, and yeah. where they're always portrayed as the one dimensional savage. You know. Yeah. You know, whereas this, they, they they thought it was good that there was a bit more dimensional. You know, where you saw both sides to it, and uh, so up you know. like a two dimensional <laughs> Yeah, maybe three, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes four. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that they they weren't portrayed as as uh, uh, you know the the other stories would lead you to believe. Let's right. say. I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, there is a departure finally from kind of the, I think the the two um, what's the word I'm looking for. The two faces that we normally see when natives are depicted on screen tend to be uh, either the savage or the the noble Indian, and I'm using that term in, on purpose. Um, that they're either kind of wise by on their years, they're one with the earth, Pocahontas, or it's like they're, yeah, savages who scalp and whatever. Totally vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> There's a website called India Indian Country Today. Mm. Okay. Yeah. From um, Bangalore. But at least this <laughs> <laughs> it's true, like at least the show does try to show you know the, the relations that were formed between the English and the natives, and that there was friendship there, and you see them learning each other's language. I mean that part was interesting, but that's still okay, it's pretty trying, yeah, yeah. It's a TV show. It's it's still, it still did feel uh, very dumbed down, you know. It's three yeah. hours it's like, of uh, watching uh, people build. Yeah, it's three hours of Sims. Okay. Or Let's Sim not talk City about it for three or whatever hours. it's so, called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Um, Let's get... Let's get back on the Mayflower and sail away from this review. Okay. <laughs> very nicely. <laughs> Trailer filler. <laughs> filler. Filler. Mark. Lest there's any doubt, that is definitely filler, Steve. Yeah, filler for me as well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it had a lifetime feel to it, didn't it? Yeah, it, you know, made for TV. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, pity. Um, okay, uh, let's talk about our movie, which is Black Mass. Who wants to tell us about Black Mass? So Black Mass is a true story about a gangster in South Boston, who is sheltered by the FBI to get information on other on the mafia, I guess. And he leverages that to become the biggest crime lord in all of Boston. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Whitey who Bulger. else has seen this? James Whitey Bulger. James Whitey Bulger, played by Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, the ill-fated FBI agent played by... Uh, Joel, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, nice one. Well, well in, Mike. Well yeah. In. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, and Whitey's brother is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. I knew he was in this, but forgot until I saw him on screen. And I went, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's totally in this. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> so, so that's the synopsis. That's as brief as I can make it, I guess. Okay. What do we think? Have we seen a movie like this before? Did we see one a few years ago? Yes. Well, we previewed the trailer. No, I, I think we've actually so seen... It's the one about the Iceman fella? Yeah, is that it? Was that it? Uh, was it the Iceman? I think he might have been part of it, yeah. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But yeah. I remember him hanging mm. around on the streets, egging mm. people to come on and sort of, yeah. here yeah. I am. 
you know, yeah. sitting on the edge of the street uh-huh. with a, waiting for a drive-by mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And wasn't there another thing, couple of, Kill the Irish or something Oh, like that, that was Kill the Irishman. That was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's on yeah, the same story. That's the one I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of this? Um, I thought Johnny Depp it might well be his finest performance. All right. Um, he was unrecognizable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, Johnny Depp is a, a very nice man. And he was so fucking scary in this. I don't know. They did something to his eyes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was contacts or whatever. But he just looked like, you know, the devil yeah, come to yeah, dinner, yeah. You know? he certainly had a look didn't he yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you compare that Johnny Depp to the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah <laughs> you just see the kind of range that guy has yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's so impressive yeah um, the movie as a whole I didn't think was great oh. um, I thought they focused on the wrong things and were too lightweight on the right things yeah. Uh like for example his brother with yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Um that's kind of interesting in that his brother was a big time politician while he was doing stuff. Yeah. <coughs> but they made it very clear from the very start of the movie that there was a clear delineation between them. Yeah. So there's nothing going to happen. Right. They, yeah, they yeah. spend that whole story story arc saying uh no, I'm not involved in my brother's stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and nothing interesting is going to happen here. Um, so they they wasted a lot of the movie. You know, it could have been done in two minutes. They probably put forty minutes of this in. Yeah. Um, then other aspects like the the IRA thing. Yeah. That could have been interesting, but it was glossed over. It was pretty glossed over. Yeah, you it know? just flew through that. Just included nearly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, what I personally think might be the most interesting part of the story is when he's on the run. Yeah. In in his later days, it, that's literally uh, fifteen seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the end of the movie. Yeah. You you could have made an entire movie just about that period. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's yeah. That's a, a really interesting thing. Like he was on the most wanted list for what twelve years or something. Yeah. You yeah, know, and you used to see in the news reports, you know, he's been spotted in Mayo. Yeah, know, yeah. In <laughs> south of France. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, where, where, where's Wally kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought they got the balance wrong in that regard. Uh, I also um, thought that the the flashback kind of thing, you know, you you have guys who were involved yeah, they're being interviewed, and then it goes back into the story. I didn't think that worked at all. Um, it reminded me of Goodfellas done badly, right? <laughs> and bad fellas, yeah, bad. <laughs> and if you're going to make a a movie that's going to be a legendary gangster movie, you need a soundtrack. Okay, you know, Godfather. Okay. Yeah, I everybody guess, uh, remembers yeah, yeah, yeah. the Godfather soundtrack. Yeah. I can't remember even a single chord <laughs> yeah from the soundtrack of this movie um it was just background music you know yeah um yeah so for that reason i thought the movie was a bit disappointing despite the fact that there's an awful lot of really good performances in it hmm 
Over to you, Steve. Yeah, I have to, uh, have to agree that uh, Johnny Depp was class. Mm-hmm. Absolutely class. And uh, back on form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you spot Kevin Bacon? I Peter Sarsgaard? Yeah. And Jesse Plemons? They were also in it. I didn't see Scars- yeah. Sarsgaard. Where yeah, is who he? Who else was in there? Uh, Juno Temple mm-hmm. was in there. Um, yeah. I think that's about the most that I spotted. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, I I'd, I'd great hope for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, was really enjoying it, and then uh, it, I don't know, it sort of flatlined a bit, and like mm-hmm. you say, it skimmed over a few things that I think they should have. Mm-hmm. Th- they're doing too much driving around visiting people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> rather than examining mm-hmm. the interesting issues or yeah. the interesting uh, occurrences. Let's say. Yeah. Um, well, was it just me, or did you kind of wonder what he did every day? Yeah, yeah. Th- was there was no like, thing about his business. Where's you know? the income? Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Well, that, okay. was, that was it, right? Mm. You know, when you when you said, Mike, that they didn't focus on the right things, it kind of a light bulb went off in my head about mm-hmm. where my problems were with this film, mm-hmm. because I I agree with both you guys that this is um, a tour de force for uh, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Like it is 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 one of his best performances ever, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the rest of the film was telling a story and not really working on it. It's almost mm-hmm. like what you had to say about the. Um, the Mayflower, uh, Shona, about um, not keeping it interesting, not dramatizing it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Like if you think back to The Sopranos, that was a huge hit and in the exact same wheelhouse, that was great because you got to see criminals do their criminal stuff mm-hmm. and that was interesting. Same in Breaking Bad, but from a different angle. Like they could have shown us, you know, so we meet him and he's a low-level crime lord yeah, and by the end he's massive, and no talk about really about how he got there or yeah. the slick moves he made because there must have been some. Yeah, and he was manipulating the FBI, and we found out about that by accident mm-hmm. yeah. when um, the FBI agents were 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 being investigated. You know, and I, I thought that was the wrong way to do that too. Um, but it's just the characterization, I guess, was the strength and the storyline was the weakness. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, who, who wrote this? Who wrote this one? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I don't know. Mm. We're missing Sean for that. Can't have been somebody good. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean is now listening to the podcast going, it was fucking so-and-so, you stupid <laughs> bastard. <laughs> you didn't do your fucking research. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, what the, You know, this... This to me was nearly a movie about menace mm-hmm. and showing how he sort of menaced people. Yeah, uh, menaced them in the face. Mm, you yeah. know, <laughs> menaced um, the shit out of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, just even when he's like joking with uh, one of the guys at the at the at the dinner table about his uh, family secret, a uh, bit of uh, you know, it's a recipe. You know, it's, that was it's the trailer. In, yeah, it's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, that whole scene actually is in the trailer, and it it it's, it really focused well on the strengths. Yeah, 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 for sure. It was yeah. just Johnny's charisma as this really scary bastard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. FYI, guys, for the record, um, the writers of the screenplay were Mac Maluk and Jez Butterworth. All right. Uh, have they written anything? Let's see. Let's see. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Join us after these breaks. Please wait. Please wait. Best known for Rush. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Everest. 
and uh, a walk among the tombstones. Mm. All right, okay. Yeah, that's our wow. friend. No, uh, you can Mark. see the walk among the tombstones. All right. Yeah, and Everest was shit too. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't going for the shitness. I was just going for the, the and team, uh, I guess. Jez Butterworth. Um, oh, Edge of Tomorrow, Spectre. Let's see. He okay. was involved in Age of Tomorrow. Yeah. Holy crap. Which was, I what think, happened? we agreed one of our best films of last year. Mm. Holy heck! Like he wrote possibly the greatest science fiction film of our time, mm-hmm. and he made such a mess of this. <laughs> that's, that's shocking. There you go. Um. Yeah. I. I. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to find this very tough to mark because um, Johnny Depp is really good, really, really good. But, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of interest waned for me. I don't know if it's because I I knew the story and I'd seen what I felt was a better movie before on the subject. Yeah. It's not going to be a strong mark. Mm-hmm. Very average. Tell us, Steve, what do you think? Very average, in fact. Mm. What do you think? Has it got average ages? Yeah, it's, a, it's in around a five at most, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a... Yeah. Just, just over the line five, I think. Yeah, uh, there's been, you know, it's it's been worse movies you've given fives to. There have, but I haven't been let down as badly as mm. I have been with this. You okay, know? so Maybe this is the disappointment build. factor. Well, that's, you know, that's I, what you're I, going I saw the trailer, and the trailer built me up, and mm-hmm. then I thought, oh, this is going to be a great movie, and yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. and it looks brilliant, and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be like I don't, know, well, not quite a Godfather, but you know, mm-hmm. up there, yeah. and then it wasn't at all, mm-hmm. and yeah. So, so you know, it, it, it's not something that it's. There's a lot better movies out there at, at the mm. moment. I think, mm. like this is going to probably Name fade seven. into obscurity. It's not going to make monster <laughs> numbers. Yeah. I think you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, five for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like like you, I'm torn between the perform. Actually, the performances generally, like Johnny Depp was amazing but uh the other cast all did their jobs really well it's just that nothing to nothing to work with you yeah know? Uh, you know even the minor characters um, not the benedict benedict cumberbatches of this world yeah. um but the people that you do have to imdb to figure out who they are yeah um they they all did great work um even little granny <laughs> giving them a hug on the side of the street I yeah yeah was good yeah. <laughs> um, was kind of cool to see boston though yeah, you it looks like a such a dump, huh? Uh, well, uh, I don't know if it's all like that now, but yeah, yeah. yeah. certainly back in the day it was. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure they have a nice big exit road now. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'm going to give it, I'll, I'll give it a six. Six? Yeah. Okay. Mark? It's a tough one. Um, I think I'm a six as well. I'm kind of, I think you're right, Steve, in a lot of ways it is a five movie, but I just think Depp is so good. Like you, you can just watch him through yeah. this and try and forget about the, the kind of the doldrums of the, of the story. And I think it's worth it. So it's a, it's a six for me. Okay. Probably a early front runner for next year's Oscar, I'd say. You think? No, well, I think so. Oh, for Johnny. For Johnny. Yeah, it's probably a nomination in there, all right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's the wrong kind of movie for an Oscar. Yeah, you know, Brooklyn is like up there. Yeah, just because of the type of movie it is, maybe uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Um, and there's bound to be several diverse movies between now and then <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> um, just to 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 keep the the voters happy, let's say. But um, yeah, yeah, I I I don't know, possibly, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I. 
I think we should come back and talk about this when the we should yeah. nominations are out. Yeah. Yeah. You see, it doesn't have the the Brooklyn what's the word uh, niceness about it. Yeah, but there's a whole shit ton of people that think that Johnny Depp is Jesus Christ incarnate. Yeah, yeah. You know the yeah. <laughs> so to those people, I would say, have you guys seen the recent? Um, cologne ad that features Johnny Depp. No, I haven't. Like driving through a desert, and he's like, mm-hmm. "What kind of man am I?" Dry. What's <laughs> this world? And it's just like yeah. it's almost as bad as that Brad Pitt. I think it was a Chanel fragrance commercials mm-hmm. themselves are just kind of ridiculous. I think we can all agree. Uh, yeah. because Who did a brilliant one? Last no year? one has smell o vision. Mm-hmm. But the new Johnny Depp cologne mm-hmm. ad. I don't even mm-hmm. know what he's selling, but it's just like shut your face, Johnny <laughs> Depp. You've ruined your cred, and. uh now I've got to listen to you talking, wax lyrical about life, selling yeah. me a fragrance I can't smell. <laughs> oh, God. That's all I have to um, say about that. Have you seen the Matthew McConaughey Lincoln ad where he's driving around in a Lincoln? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen that. And this is still Carrey, worse than that. Jim Carrey McTake out no. of that? No. Oh, it's brilliant. Look it up. He's on SNL. I will. It is brilliant. If you watch them back to back, it's even funnier. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because he, he really nails it. Yeah. That's my viewing when I go home tonight. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, next up, we'll go to some previews. I'm coming to a bicycle near you. So, the first one is Christian Tiger Hidden Dragon 2, Sword of Destiny. <laughs> I like your pronunciation of sword. <laughs> Surprise it's taken Shona this long to react. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of sleep, my friend. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the first one, and if this is half as good as the first one, mm. I'd enjoy this one too. But don't you think the first one was so good because you hadn't seen that kind of cinematography before, and now it's commonplace, or at least you've seen it, and that was the major selling point, and well, now you're kind of thinking, how is this film relevant? Because that's what I thought. Well, I have I have a couple of uh, sort of I don't know. Things I'm not that happy about with the the trailer. Okay. One is Go that on. the first one was an epic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was a true epic. It mm-hmm. covered a lot of ground, literally. Um, and there were many stories, mm-hmm. right? Um, the second one was, it was in the native tongue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one looks like it's not or dubbed, mm-hmm. which I don't think was fitting with the with the whole environment. Let's say that mm-hmm. you're you're set into the tone. Yeah. Exactly, and that it, that made the first one, I think. Yeah, you it know, did. I, d- I don't think it would have been half the movie if it was dubbed. Now, Mark will really, really disagree with me, but I, I, I think disagree it really with makes you strongly enough, Stephen. Makes the movie, you know. Yeah. Um, I think my I think my biggest concern actually was the, you know, the construction safety standards. The <laughs> buildings collapsing everywhere. <laughs> um, but it does like the the trailers focuses quite a lot on the swashbuckling mm. element to it mm. and the jumping around bits and mm. so on. And some of it does look amazing, but uh, I hope it's not all that. I hope it's not going to be... Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it is. Oh, but the, I remember the first one was quite long, wasn't it? Two yeah. and a half hours or something? First one was seriously long, yeah. like a year and a half long or something. year and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, At least, I think me and Mike thought the same about the first one. <laughs> but I, I hope it's not um, the same. Uh, just, you know, just fighting all the way through it. Um, I hope there's a bit of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um... I hope I don't have to watch it. It's also Netflix. That's what I hope. Oh, sorry, say that again. I hope I don't have to watch it. (laughs) Um, So, the reasons why it is okay for somebody to fly. (laughs) Falling. (laughs) In an airplane, 
on a glider of some kind from Krypton in a metal suit, an Asgardian god or other superpower. Reasons it is not okay to fly. None. <laughs> Which is what they give you in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. People can randomly fly for no reason. They are superheroes. And in this, sometimes they replace those people with bad CGI. <laughs> so this is not mm. going to be better than the rubbish Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I hated Crouching Tiger mm. so much, mm. I didn't even get to where I was. Sorry, say that again? You didn't what? I didn't get to a point where I cared about the subtitles. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, so I was just looking at them going, why are you flying? There's no reason. Why is your sword bendy? That's just not useful. <laughs> but uh, like, I'm, I'm being facetious sword. about yeah. that. I, I get yeah, the bendy yeah. swords in Chinese yeah. martial arts. But just, hmm. it's just hated it. And this, mm-hmm. I was looking at this going, man, I remember struggling through that film mm-hmm. because I was big into martial arts at the time and mm-hmm. everyone was raving about it, but they were wrong. <laughs> so they'll be wrong again so mm. please God don't make me watch this yeah, I'm, I'm with Mark the the original is on a strong contender on my top 10 list of all time movies I hate the most um, so I certainly won't be watching any fucking sequel <laughs> well you surprised me Mike <laughs> um, yeah I can't wait to see this can't wait till we all review it <laughs> make for an interesting uh, discussion see um, I, I would be kind of middle ground there because I liked the first Crouching Tiger because I thought it was a new take on yeah. showing martial arts in film because I, mm. I, I wouldn't be you know huge into fighting or violence mm-hmm. and I thought it was almost poetic the way that it was shown I kind yeah. of liked the dancing on trees element mm-hmm. to the fight style yeah. um, but oh, this the trees I'd forgotten about the trees <laughs> <laughs> the fucking trees oh my god but um this trailer kind of didn't show me any of that magic. And even if it had, I would say, well, I already saw that film. Um, because I think you can only be taken by a style once. You know, like Life of Pi, we've already seen, we've seen now that amazing kind of artistic CGI. So the next film that tries to do that, I'll say, yeah, but I already saw Life of Pi and Crouching Tiger has been done. So I don't know why they're beating this dead horse. And on top of that, it doesn't look like this film is going to have that magic of the first one that they were trying to depict. So I'm not sold. All right. Okay. So Mike, Shona, and Mark say no. But Steve says yes, and he might possibly make us watch it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes for good listening. That's not democracy, Steve. Steve may meet with an accident that week. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of beating a dead horse, the next one we saw was uh, Jane Got a Gun. In which uh, no... Horses were dead or beaten in the trailer. <laughs> a woman asked her ex-lover for help in order to save her outlaw husband from a gang out to kill her, mm-hmm. or out to kill him. This stars mm-hmm. Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, and Rodrigo Santoro. Doesn't just star Natalie Portman. It stars possibly the best Natalie Portman I've ever seen. <laughs> this is true. This, this looks really, really good. I actually can't wait to see this one. Mm. It has all the good things about cowboys and outlaws and guns and stuff. I don't know. I still can't bring myself to forgive her for Star Wars. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. That was George Lucas's fault. I know. But she's Everybody still, knows. She's still guilty by association. <laughs> she she cashed that fucking check. <laughs> she did. You're right, Mike. You're right. And But at the same time, you have to look at it, though. Like, she... Gave birth to Luke Skywalker, and how can you really hold that against anybody? Uh, like she basically, you know, 
What is it for a girl? What's the, what's the girl of sired? Uh, Mired? No, that's something else. She um, <laughs> she is the mother of the supreme pontiff conceived. of my religion, she, the progenitor. I'd say she conceived. Yeah. Because okay. if you sire, it's like, anyways, yeah. go on. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to have this discussion right now. <laughs> um, I was that... trying to tempt you in. <laughs> I think this one will pass the Bechtel test. Um, no. I didn't see any other woman in it. Yeah, that's But true. it didn't even pass it in the trailer, though. Yeah. All right, good, good point. Yeah. All of our conversations were about men. Okay, mm-hmm. actually, Mike's right. They were with other men, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think... Does I that make s- it worse? Or better. Is this is this is this like a well known cowboy story? This Jane character, or is this like no. a new? Is, is it not a musical? <laughs> I don't think know. It is no, this is this is. An she's not story. Calamity Jane, Steve. Oh yeah, that's the one I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> she's not Calamity Jane. I thought Calamity I, get, Jane gets a gun. Now that would be a good, uh, <laughs> a good movie. I, yeah. I thought this trailer looked like they were trying to tell a western, but instead of having a guy cowboy, we're having a woman cowboy. Mm-hmm. But it's still not interesting to me, so I actually mm. don't want to see this. Oh, okay. Nope. Um. So. The next one might, I saw. Just before we move on, might just mm-hmm. comment on the soundtrack. Soundtrack sounded really excellent. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. On that. Who was on the soundtrack? I never, I never pay attention to the soundtrack. Bon it just sounded Jody. really good. Really? And oh. because, and do you know why I noticed it? Because I watched these back to back, and the Crouching Tiger one had a great soundtrack as well, which will not save it. <laughs> but then I went, oh, the two trailers this week both have really good soundtracks. Anyway, continue, Steve. Next one I looked at was uh, Mojave, and this is Oscar Isaac. Uh, Garrett Hedlund, Mark Wahlberg, Louise Burgoyne, mm-hmm. is it? Burgoyne? Burgoyne? Burgoyne, I don't know. Uh. Uh, Walton Goggins. Um, so this is about a near suicidal artist uh, escapes to the desert only to encounter his doppelganger-like antagonist, mm-hmm. a homicidal drifter, mm-hmm. played by Oscar Isaac, who's almost unrecognizable, as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He always looks different, every movie. Mm-hmm. They did a great bait and switch in the trailer. So I didn't know anything that you'd said about that synopsis, Steve, when I was watching the trailer, right? So you're, you're just looking to see, you know, what, what is this film? And at the very start of the trailer, he's driving through the desert. It's called Mojave. So we know roughly where it's going to be set. <laughs> and, uh, the Jeep turns over and he heads off into the wilderness carrying a jug of water that is plenty too small to let anyone survive. And I was going, Oh Christ, this is going to be man against wilderness and screw this. Yeah. And then four seconds later, he meets this stranger guy. And all of a sudden, it's a completely different film that I'm really interested in. So I like what they did there. It was good. Good bait and switch. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks it looks awful Cape Fearish. It does. Mm-hmm. You know that? And, you know, I bet he at least dies once or nearly dies. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little twitch from his finger off camera. <gasps> and then Imagine if he came back when they weren't yeah. expecting him. He'll come back two or three times. <laughs> now, that's what it kind of looks like. It looks like, yeah. uh, you know... Your typical yeah. Cape Fear mm-hmm. scenario, yeah. but uh, I'm hoping it's not. Mm-hmm. It's Oscar Isaac, and you know I haven't mm-hmm. seen a bad movie with him in a while. Now, yeah. So, yeah. Where was Mark Wahlberg? Didn't see him in the trailer, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe he could rescue this. Maybe, mm. maybe. I don't know I don't. if it needs rescue, and it looked good know. to me. Like, but you're right, though. If there is nothing, Mark Wahlberg can't rescue. he rescued fucking Transformers (laughs) (laughs) kind of did debatable it is it is yeah but he kind of did though did you see this yeah I did 
I don't have a lot to say about it. It looks like it's trying to be an epic film that I'm not interested in, so. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Somebody needs to put the joy back into Shona. Yeah. Well, people are running around a desert. I feel like we, we reviewed a trailer in the last year anyways. It had the same kind of dealio, yeah. and it's just, I don't know. Tell them and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't interest me. I've got I've got something for you to get you the joy back into your life. All right, wet my appetite. It's Go. A, it's a Christmas story. Oh. I forgot to talk about it earlier. Sean loves Christmas. Christmas. It's, wow. a, it's a very Murray Christmas. <laughs> oh right. Yeah, the Bill Murray Bill special. Great. So how how great would a Christmas I know. special with Bill Murray be? I know how brilliant. Could, could you be? tell me, Steve? Oh, I just is there just express. one Bill Murray? What? Just is, one Bill Murray? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what? Jeez, too too many. Um, overload. Um, mm. yeah, and there's there's quite a few other stars in Tina Fey and uh, <gasps> Tina Fey's in it. And there's uh George Clooney's in it. Um, there's, so is uh, it like a fiction story? Like a oh yeah, oh something. Like oh yeah, like a, or something? what it's about is uh, Bill Murray is in New York. Mm-hmm. It's snowed out. Everything's closed. Bridges, tunnels, mm-hmm. everything's closed. All the roads, and uh, so he has to go on live. And do his Christmas special, but no one can turn up. So all the seats all have the names of the people that are turning, like George mm-hmm. Clooney, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah blah blah, loads of people, uh, big names. And so he's on his own. And what they're going to do, Tina Fey decides she's the producer that they're going to cut in uh, some clips from the previous year's Glo- Golden Globes to make it look like they're in the audience laughing at him, <laughs> right? <Okay. laughs> but, but he's just on this tiny little stage in a club <laughs> on his own, and it's being broadcast live. Right? So he's playing himself. Then. He's playing himself. Okay. Yeah, and he's freaking out, and he doesn't want to do it. And eventually, man- managed to get up, get him up on stage, and uh, and then he just, oh, I just can't fucking do this anymore. And he goes off stage, and he go- goes out into the lobby, <laughs> and. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you, what do you call that uh, comedian, brilliant guy, uh, American uh, black guy? Dane Cook. Black guy. He can be quite controversial at time. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. He just happens to be walking past the doors outside, and he's going, "Oh my God, Chris Rock, come in! How did you get here?" He's like, "Subway, man." And he's just like, mm-hmm. "Come in, you have to do this." And he's like, "No fucking way, I'm doing this right." And so <laughs> he persuades him to get up on stage to sing uh, with matching jumpers, okay. kind of thing. Right. And uh, Chris Rock can't sing. And that was the joke. Oh, okay. Right. And so they sang the whole song. Oh, yeah. And then I went, okay, kind of see where this is going. Then another another star <laughs> appeared, and then they did something with that. But they sang the whole song, and then uh, the, the, he went into another thing. There was a waitress, and she sang a whole song to him. You know, oh baby, it's cold out. You know, this mm-hmm. kind of thing. I was just going, ah, Jesus. That sounds almost like a musical, Steve. You know, it's kind of like, you know what I'd expect from like the Muppets, but mm-hmm. the Muppets would be funnier, yeah. a lot funnier. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd have musical numbers with, with funny stuff in between. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny. Yeah. It wasn't entertaining. And I was very, very let down because oh. I love Bill Murray. Bill yeah. fucking Murray. E- everything I've read about this, it says it's a train wreck. Oh, it's, it's just awful. terrible. It's like there's awful. no structure, it's pace, it's, it's awful. content, it's tone. Yeah. I thought about putting on the list. I actually did for this week. And then I th- when I saw it, I was just mm. like, I can't put people through this. So, I, I, no, I just, so you put on Saints and Sinners instead so and gave us three look, hours. Be- believe of me, that's three hours. This thing was like, it was an hour and a half, or an hour, an hour and a half. Mm. felt like 17 hours. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah you were saved. You should be thankful that you so watch you, Saint and Strange. You actually <laughs> fell on the grenade this week, Steve. Oh man, did I what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank I, you. I started mm-hmm. watching it with my brother, my, my brother half, my better half. I started lo- looked at each other. Your my, better half is your brother. But yeah, <laughs> I don't have any brothers. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
we looked at each other about 15, 20 minutes into it and went, I hope this isn't what it's all about. You know, mm-hmm. I hope this is just like, you know, a mistake. The setup is something yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so this is a long build up to a joke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the joke never came. You know? Oh, so, no. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. means the joke's on you. I was devastated. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Is, there, is there any other good Christmas viewing, do you think? Coming up, or what do you want? Because I was on, he's always good. Yeah. Uh, die, die Hard. I watch series. Elf when I put up my Christmas tree, mm-hmm. so that was watched. This oh, week. Elf, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's a wonderful life was on. Oh, it's a wonderful life. Just uh, brilliant. Last weekend, but which Bill, is it's me. <laughs> pretty, pretty early. I'm, I'm going to say yeah. this isn't Christmas. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say something pretty controversial. I don't really like watching black and white films. The only exception is Casablanca. Yeah, I used to have a rule I wouldn't watch anything made before 1980. Wow, that's worse than subtitles. (laughs) That's worse than Sean. (laughs) Um, Sean at least makes some effort. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Miracle in 30? Oh, you wouldn't have seen that either. No. Wow. No, that's definitely... No, you have to stick that on. No. I've seen enough clips of it. Like to know the gist, but Jimmy Stewart is that like the angel gets his wings, like the bells ringing? Yeah, thing? you know, yes. I, yeah, it spider, I can't spider. believe you don't like black and white. What is wrong with you? I, know, I really think uh, Wonderful it's, Life. You should make yeah. a make an effort for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but get Sorry, hammered guys. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you need loads of port for that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all loads right. Of and now a, you're a singing my songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, have you any that you watch every year apart from Die Hard? Well, we're going to be watching there. a Star Wars movie a year for quite a long time. I'm actually, I've got my tickets for the Star Wars premiere at midnight next Wednesday. Oh, Ooh, wow. Exciting. Um, I'm thinking about doing some kind of special, is it a bicycle thing? Oh, for sure. Just to let um, everybody should, out there know whether they should go and see it or not. Because you should interview people who are also queuing for the film about their expectations and then play it for us. And then meet them afterwards. Mm. <laughs> be interesting, actually. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. I'm going to be under a bit of time pressure. Because Effort, mm. yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, the, it's the last rehearsal before Christmas of Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that means that we're going to spend the last 45 minutes singing Christmas carols oh in five-part harmony. Oh, God. <laughs> or what they think is harmony. <laughs> what so, five-point uh, five point <laughs> harmony. That is literally how we spend Christmas Eve in my house growing up because my mom's a music director and my dad's a musician and my sister's a musician. All right. So my mom would always do the late um, church service and my sister, who's a brilliant pianist, would sit down and she, me... My dad and her boyfriend would drunkenly stand around the piano and practice our five-part harmonies to sing to mom when she got back from church. <laughs> and that's my life. It, would it turn into a five-point harmony then? <laughs> but it go back peach snaps seemed to be our drink of choice because oh. my sister had just learned oh. how to make them. God, I'd forgotten all about peach snaps. <laughs> yeah. How do you make peach snaps? It's, it's vodka and uh, orange juice. So, so where's the peach come in? I, I don't. No, you know you you know you don't have to do that. You, you can actually buy questions. peach snaps that t- taste like peaches. We were OGs. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that old Jesus? Original oh. gangster. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Mark. Mm. Part, five part harmonies go. Yeah, and mm. afterwards we go for um, a couple of beers. Ah, mm. nice. But of course, my joke about five part harmony and five pints has been used by Steve several oh, times. So you've just you, you all broke my comic impetus, which sounds like I'm not able to do something in the bedroom, but that's not true. <laughs> Sorry, man, it wasn't perfect. So once once we get out of once we have the five beers, mm. it will be time for the cinema screening. So it actually lined up really well in terms of not having to hang around. That sounds great. Nice. 
Um, so I'll be heading in there then to uh, watch Star Wars. So I can remember watching The Phantom Menace all those years ago. Mm-hmm. So like just excited and couldn't wait for to like to see somebody new use a lightsaber in on a movie. And then gradually as the film wore on, I couldn't dare look left or right at my friends because if I did, we'd be admitting that this was shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And like I could feel all of my dreams just being broken inside me. And uh it was a very bitter man that emerged. And instead of like Saying things like, ah, George Lucas is great. Sure, he only has one idea and he made three films about it, but he did it well and cheaply. <laughs> to just going, George Lucas needs to fucking take a back seat. Like, yeah, yeah. not in the back of the speeder. He needs to be further back than that. <laughs> Which he has done, of course. And that's why I'm hopeful again for this movie. You know, he's so, seen it already. Sorry? He has seen it and he has commented on what he thought of it. Has he? Yeah. And what was he saying? And it wasn't all pleasant oh good well, you'd expect that's that probably that a good thing. allegedly yeah well i i, I was hoping listen. he'd he'd hate it because <laughs> god knows people needed to start telling him no for the last three mm. films and nobody did yeah you know yeah. but um like my only hope for it right is um there's a mild star wars quote in there mm. yeah. but uh my hope for this film is that it's story and character focused and not uh cgi yeah. kitty bullshit movie like the the prequels were yeah so try and tell a story just to try and tell a story and try and develop some characters while you're doing it I'd be happy that's all it's not too much to ask you know I think you, you'd have a pretty good idea with all the trailers that have been out you know there's only about 17 minutes of footage that we haven't seen <laughs> <laughs> did I ever tell you guys about my history with Star Wars that in Canada at the end of the school year you know how you always get shown films when like the teachers have run out of curriculum but they can't <laughs> yeah. send you home <laughs> the films that we were always shown was Star Wars but yeah. in French right so I've seen the original three films like a gabillion times yeah. but in French and it didn't warm me to wanting to watch them in English yeah. so the only films I had to hold on to were the pre- prequels which as Mark has stated yeah, weren't yeah. great mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm looks I feel like Star Wars should be part of my viewing canon. So yeah. I'm looking for a film to to warn me to the series. Mm. Will you go back and in watch English. them in The originals. I don't see, so I've, Star Wars has I've effectively seen them been so many times in French that I just <laughs> don't want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I'm not interested. Oh. It was funny, um uh, sweet tone pair. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Lu- Luke, je suis en père. <laughs> and then like Luke's like, c'est alors. <laughs> c'est très <pire. laughs> Um, uh, Just remind me there, uh, when we were no, kids. No, Chewbacca could be speak French. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when we were kids, uh, we had the same situation where, the, you know, we got, the, you know, the whole theater mm. thing in the gym hall in school. You know, and it was a projector uh, that he rented in, I think, or something, you know, but it was all reel to reel, you know, projector. But the one that he thought was suitable, right, for all the kids, and they remember, like, we were, this is like from uh, first class up, so that's seven years and up, right? Mm-hmm. Just six, maybe, you know, just gone seven years and up. And the, f- the first movie he picked was Alligator. Which is about an alligator <laughs> in the sewers attacking and eating people. Right? <laughs> I remember we were the, we were like in about third class and we were about nine, but we're still like, you know, oh my, you know, there's like arms, you know, they show an arm washing out, you know, the sewer pipe, you know, and just loads of blood everywhere. Oh God, oh, yeah, nice. oh God, yeah, it's like 
nice one. Mm. Appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me that the other film that we were showing at home, yeah. because it actually doesn't have um, what's that when you have had to pay royalties? It's is it copyright? Yeah. yeah Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Sch- Schindler's List, because it was free oh. to show. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, other than Star Wars and French, I've seen oh, Schindler's List more than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Um, all right. Uh, Chew on that, listeners. Yeah, we we'll leave it yeah. there for, on, on that happy note. Um, so yeah, so back next week. Hopefully, Sean will uh, finish this novel. How's that novel coming, Sean? Um, so from, I can hear him pulling out his hair from here. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so mm. from Mike, Mark, Stephen, Shona, stay classy. <laughs>